Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and now we're going to go full off-season mode on this 2019 season, moving over into the 2020 off-season. The season is over, and um, we're almost coming up on the week, and now, you know, you're going to obviously evaluate your roster first, and um, then we'll obviously look at some free agent candidates, and then we'll look at some draft candidates, and, you know, obviously this off-season will keep on going, and look, obviously, you know, I'm recording this on January 10th. And uh, look, it's obviously still stings. You still have that kind of empty feeling. Saints are out. And, you know, there are games playing next week that the Saints won't be in. I think, look, it obviously was extremely disappointing. But we got to move on. And and, and, that, and that's kind of a certain thing. Now, I know it's difficult for, you know, the, this was a great season. And people are saying, well, the window's closing and this and that. And uh, why are we, you know, getting into all this negativity? We want to look at how the Saints can get back into that window. You know, and that's what we're going to be analyzing throughout, you know, these next episodes is, you know, you want to evaluate your roster, where were the bad points, and then you want to see where you can get better. I mean, there's no point in saying, oh, the Saints, you know, everything's over, you know, you have Drew Brees, free agent, everyone's a free agent, you're going to have to make a pick, and this team won't be as good. And I'm going to tell you that this team could be as good as next year, if not better, if they just make changes. And that's kind of the thing, you know, you can run, you know, usually the NFL franchises, especially the Saints, so for the last, since the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era started, it's ran in seasons of three. That's kind of their windows of um, either rebuilding or, um, you know, contention. So you obviously have the 2006 to 2008 kind of window there. They had a great season to start, then kind of they lag, they're rebuilding that team, and then they get to 2009. And then, bam, you have a three-year winning window. You win in 2009. That's great. You have another great season in 2011. Um, you lose in the first round in 2010. But that's a three-year contention window. Then there's a change that happens. So really, the change between the, the um, 06 to 08 window and the 09 to um, 2011 window was the Super Bowl. You know, that kind of switches your window on. In the in that offseason, they get a new defensive coordinator. They get a few uh, free agent pickups. And you're like, okay, well, the Saints are going to be, they're going to try to take the next step. They're going to try to be in contention. They are in contention during those three years. They're trying to make the roster better. Just, uh, you know, a little tweaks here and there. And, you know, that's great. And good run. You know, you had really, to me, two Super Bowl caribou teams. 2011, you don't get it done, but fine. You know, and that's, I mean, that that's kind of what it was. So, and then, you know, you have Bounty Gate, and that's kind of the end of that window. Gone. Then you kind of have this, like, weird period, 2012, 2013, I mean, you're trying to just find, you're trying to find your, uh, your kind of your identity. They do make the playoffs in 2013, but they don't look as good. Great start to the season coming off a of bounty, but then they kind of falter. Maybe it reminds you a little of this season, 2014, you know, and that kind of starts that window of, you know, change. You know, you have, you're bringing everybody for 2014 and you have three straight seven and nine seasons. 
and they stink in 2014 with a ton of talent. So they basically everyone's gone from that. Then you have your 2015-2016 rebuild, where obviously you're still trying to win. You got Drew Brees. I mean, people probably call that the biggest waste. You know, the biggest problem the Saints is they wasted those two years. So basically, they they you know revamped the whole roster, get players that they want for their culture, and you know you have a good 2016 draft. And then what starts this run is that 2017 draft. And you bring in a lot of coaches. You bring some new coaches now. It wasn't their coordinators, but, you know, even your position coaches, you brought in a lot of new guys that helped. And then, you know, if the Saints didn't win 2017, you'd probably start getting rid of Sean Payton and those things you would start at least thinking about it. And um, to me, that was kind of that, you know, that started the window. Then you have 2017 to 2019 with your three years of, you know, we can do it. You know, 2017 ends in a, uh, in a, very upsetting fashion. You lose. You you're in the position to win. You lose. 2018, the refs take it away. In 2019, your team falters. And you know, really, the first time you know in since this this window, where you're like, yeah, we should have lost, and we did. So, you know, probably the miracle of that game was if we were going to win. So, whatever, you lose, and that's you know that happens to teams. That happens to the best of them. You know, you just get upset sometimes. And it stinks that the other two times you didn't get upset, you just, you know, stupid plays, penalties, you know, that shouldn't have been penalties, that ends your run, not that we played bad. So, that happens. So now, that window, people are going to say, is closed, and maybe that team is closed, you know, that that run. But who's to say we can't start a new one, If and maybe it's not a three-year, maybe it's more of a two-year, maybe this is like a 2012, 2013 or, you know, they try to run, they have a run in 2013, come back 2014, just didn't work. But maybe if we make the right moves, we could add a few more years on this window. Maybe you do it a little differently. And that's interesting. Um, I think we have to look at that. Or maybe we're just elongating this window one more time, and then you want to blow it up. But, I mean, the Saints, obviously a change would be bringing Teddy Bridgewater, you know. And and, and I think this is going to um, transition well into our first topic, as today we're really going to overview the full offense. Um, of what we have on the roster now. So basically how I want to do this, kind of start the offseason, overview the offense. Um, what do we have on the roster now? Who we keep? Who we let go of our free agents? You know, that. Do that for the offense today. Next episode will probably come out next week. We do the defense, same thing. And then we'll look at free agents for the offense. Where, where should we add? What should we do? What cap space? We'll do a full episode. I think I want to do, at least on the cap space, what are we going to do with that? How are we going to get more? Are we, are we going to get more, you know, or, or are we just going to sit on it and have a big cap, cap cap number in the next few years? Could do that. Then, you know, we'll do the same thing for the defense. And then we'll do do draft for, you know, offense, defense. And that's kind of the next six or seven episodes. And um, then after at that point, you know, season, everyone will be over and then we'll be able to look at some other things, probably look at, you know, individual free agents. We'll go back to our top five um, or most... Um, you know, position, position breakdowns, and then we'll do the top fives. We'll go back to doing that, but this is kind of going to get us through at least the end of the season, and then we'll move on to um, other things. I mean, positional uh, breakdowns, we'll do that. We'll do some top fives as we did last year, same same type of stuff until you get to March, and then March is when it all revs up, the new league year starts, and then you have to talk about some free agency as, you know, we'll do a free agent frenzy as we did last year. That's kind of what we're looking at for these, you know, this off season, especially the beginning of the off season. Um, for the Saints, and then, you know, after the, the free agents, then it's kind of a little of a low period, but then you have the draft, and then we'll talk about that, and then at that time, you know, yeah, um, you know, OTAs, minicamps, training camp, start of the season. 
goes quick. I know it's obviously long, but it definitely goes quick. Last year went quick. I mean, this year is going to go quick again. It's just, um, you know, the Saints right now, this is, I think this is this next month and a half or two months, it's going to be the biggest for the Saints because they're, this is, this is their future, you know, what they want to do here. You know, it's not just their 20, 2020 future, it's their future overall. But let's just talk about it. Let's get into it. So this, this little three-year window is over, but how can we either elongate it, create another three-year window of winning? We'll see. And um, I think the first thing to create this window is looking at the quarterback position. So let's get into our overview of the quarterbacks here. Obviously, we got Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill. I mean, all three are some sort of free agent in 2020, uh, the 2020 offseason. You have Drew Brees, on uh, unrestricted free agent, Teddy Bridgewater, unrestricted free agent, and then you have um, Taysom Hill as a restricted free agent. I'm just going to start with Taysom Hill because I think everyone knows Saints should keep him. Um, you know, he's 29 years old. Um, you know, there wouldn't be a cap hit if he, if he wasn't retained, but the Saints, you know, they could put a first round, second round, or original round tender on him. To me, a second is likely, you know, 3.1, 3. uh, 3.2 million, I'm sorry. And, um, you know, if he gets a huge contract, someone wants him to be the quarterback, so he gets four years, 65 million or something like that, you let him go. You take your second round pick. We don't have a second round pick day, this year, and I'd say thank you. Uh, maybe, you know, you want to give him that first round of like a 4.3, 4.4 million. That's fine, um, or it's going to be probably somewhere around there, around the four range, and maybe some team gives him that, and we get a first round pick. That's fine too, but um, you know you're looking at a few years ago, Jimmy Garoppolo, he was traded for a second round pick. You know, if if you had a second round or first round pick for Taysom Hill, I mean, at a, at a certain point you got to be happy about that. Now, look, I don't think any team's going to do that. I think teams, maybe some team will sign him as like a tight end or a backup tight end, something like that. And the Saints would just, to me, I don't even know if Taysom would, you know, want that. <laughs> you know, he may just go in. And um, you know, take a tender for four million or three, three and a half million, or whatever it is, and you know, try to negotiate with the Saints. Um, so that's obviously something to look at as well. The Saints, you know, they did negotiate. So basically, you can get the tender, and then you know, let's say he signs a tender or whatever, then you can negotiate a contract after. Happened last year with Chris Banjo, even though the Saints didn't keep him. So I think that's something interesting there. Um, over the cap, they're kind of a they're, they're a great website. You guys should all check that out if you want to you know learn about um, our cap situation and just about the cap in general, how to manage the cap. So, but they also do like evaluations, like kind of like market value with um, uh, spot rack. But this is um, this is just a little different, where you know they just take all the stats and they're like, well, this is what he's evaluated at, and you know it's kind of interesting because you know they also account a lot for like games played. Like they think of first, you know, best abilities availability. So I'm only going to use these for players that played 16 games because players that didn't play 16 games, or if they played like 15 games, 14 games, you know, that's. That, that's fair enough, but if they only play half the season, you know, you see their their evaluation go all the way down. That's just not how, you know, um, you know, GMs work and you know, NFL front offices. They're going to, you know, if they see a guy that's great and they played great for eight games, but they only played eight games, they're going to sign that player. Um, and that makes sense. I mean, Drew Brees is obviously one of them. If Drew Brees hit the open market, I mean, you know, he'd get a lot of money. And if he still wants to play. But, you know, I, I think it's just interesting to look at. But his evaluation was at $3.4 million. I think that's fair. It's a second-round tender. And I, I honestly, if some team signs him, I don't think a team will sign him as a quarterback. I think the Saints, I think he's coming back to the Saints. Look, you know, he's got the six um, receiving touchdowns. I mean, obviously, a huge day in the playoffs. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some team came in here and was like, yeah, he's going to be our quarterback. But I wouldn't really be that, you know, mad. I'll take a second-round pick. I'll take a first-round pick. Especially when we don't have one. Especially when you want to find a quarterback of the future. That first-round pick could be huge. <laughs> you know, picking a quarterback. So, um, to me, I, I, I don't think a team will. So, 
I'll, I think we keep him. But I guess I could see it there. So that's kind of what it is about Taysom Hill. I mean, I think he's going to stay. You know, obviously he had the huge, huge game in the playoffs. You know, and he had a great season. But to me, you know, look, to me, he's just that, like, red zone type player, which is fine, especially catching the ball and running the ball. He's just a short yardage guy. He's a great player, and he can do a lot of great things. But to me, I mean, he's not going to be worth. To me, I want to sign back as a quarterback. I think we have two quarterbacks that were on this roster that were better than him. And I think it shows the Saints, you know, especially Sean Payton. You know, when Breeze was out, he didn't play Taysom Hill. He played Teddy. So, again, interesting, but that is kind of it. You know, I think he's kind of the... Definitely, I don't think he's really in this conversation for to be a starter. I think he should be on this team. He's obviously a valued member of the team, the offense, the special teams, and that's great. But I mean, if someone values him, you know, look, if if he if some team signs him like five, uh, three years, fifteen million, I mean, yeah, I take that. You know, you know, I'll, I'll just sign to Stender. You know, he's on the team for you know three years, and that's fine. And uh, I think the Saints could do that. But if some team gives him some scene contract, but uh, I don't know, I don't see it. So now let's get to Breeze and Teddy. You know, I, th- I think we got to just get right into it. You know, these two players, obviously, you know, you have, you have Bridgewater, 5-0. and A lot of fans love him. Breeze, face of your franchise for years. Who do you keep? And, you know, last episode, other episodes, I was like, you know, the Saints need a change. And, you know, you're looking at this roster. <laughs> you could see a big change there. And maybe, maybe that's, you know, starts a run, you know, for the next few years. Maybe it hurts the Saints. If they, t- if they kept Teddy, you know, look, I don't know. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not Sean Payton. But, you know, it, it could really hurt the Saints if Teddy's not the guy. And you pay him a big contract now. You know, everyone's like, oh, the cap, the cap. You know, we'll, we'll get into it later. But if you, Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy, you're in big trouble. And uh, we'll just get into that. So let's just do it. You know, Teddy, or, you know, Bridgewater, Drew Brees. Let's start with Drew Brees, 41 years years old. He's going to have 15.9 towards dead cap anyways. Now, people think it's 21.3. But in that restructure last year, they expand that cap hit into two years. So a lot of people aren't talking about it because SpotRack, they didn't account for that. I don't know why, but I'm trying to tell people I really, look, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm like 95% sure that it's two years over the cap, which I trust a little more. They have it as the 15.9. And then I was just looking at articles from last year. They had the 15.9 cap. So to me, he's right now, he's going to be charged with the cap 15.9 million, um, not that 21.3. Now next year he is, he finishes it off with a, um, you know, 5.4, 5.5, whatever the difference is, you know, that, that's where he's going to go um, there. Last, or two years ago, after the 2017 season, he got a two-year $50 million deal. And to me, everyone's saying, well, that was, you know, that was a, uh, that wasn't a hometown discount. To me, that was a pretty hometown discount there. Um, obviously, it wasn't a full, you know, discount, but, you know, it definitely wasn't like, you know, this worst contract ever. I mean, to me, two, two years, $50 million isn't a bad deal for Drew. And, you know, this season, he had a great, he had a good year. Bad playoff game. And it's going to hurt him in the market for the Saints. I mean, to me, I just don't think he leaves. I think he either retires or he's going to stay with the Saints. And he showed that in 2017 where, you know, his stock was a lot higher. So if he didn't want to hit the open market then, why would he want to hit it now? And that's, I think, just a huge, I mean, you got to look at it. And to me, that's just kind of what it is there. I mean, his stats were great this year, just under... 3,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, four picks, um, his best pass rating of his career, 116.3, great uh, pro football focus rating of 91.2, that's great, and he had a good season, you know, he had one of his, you know, and look, everyone says he wants to say he's fresh, and that's a reason, now next year you wouldn't have that, but to me, you got to change the offense a little bit, and that's why, I mean, this team needs a change, 
I don't know if it's a quarterback, and we'll get into that, obviously, when I say who do I want, but that's great. And to me, look, his spot track market value, and that's really good. So if he had the open market, they're saying his AAV would be $37 million. And to me, I don't think he would get that. I think he would probably get that on the open market, but the Saints, he's not going to get that. To me, I would look to, look, two years, $50 million was fair for that deal. And I think he will take a deal like that. That's just what I'm thinking here. I mean, you want to look at Ben Roethlisberger, took a two-year $68 million deal, but his cap hit was averaged out to like $29.5 million per year. So if he takes something around that, that's fair to me, $30 million cap hit, that's fair. And that's a fair deal on both sides. It's, it's He shouldn't get $37 million. He's 41 years old, had an awful playoff game, and he's definitely shown signs of decline. So, look, he's had a great year, and he's playing great, and that's great, but he has been showing a little signs of decline. So to me, he shouldn't be getting a top dollar deal. He shouldn't be getting 37 million what these, you know, new great quarterbacks are getting. I mean, 2 years 50 million. Now maybe I think it will be a little more. Now to me it will be 25 to 30. So you want to say 27 and a half, that's something there, you know, maybe give him 2 years 55 million, something like that. Um I would give him a little more guaranteed money if that's what he wants. Fine. You know, and to, to keep the cap hit lower cuz he's going to stay on the team. That, to me, is a fair deal for both sides. It would leave the Saints with cap room, as I'm going to show you some ways. Because right now, I know the Saints only have uh, $17 million in cap, but there's a few moves that they'll make right away, and it'll you know um, expand their cap. So that's kind of what the Drew Brees thing is. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, 27 years old, um, you know, $2 million towards dead cap if he stays or goes. His last contract was one year, um, $7.25 million. He's going to want more than that. Um, his spot track market value is three years, $60 million. Now... That's, to me, I think he's going to get more. Look, you look at Nick Foles, and to me, that's a pretty good comparison. You know, both didn't play that much. Both were backups. When they played, they excelled, or especially to the open eye. So three years 60 to me is a little low. I think and Nick Foles got four years 88 million. So I think that deal, that's probably where he's going to get around. Maybe you want to do it for three years. So three years 66 million. It's a lot of money. And so to me, he's going to be in that 20 to 25 range, kind of step below Drew Brees. And to me, I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater's worth that. And, um, you know, that's a lot of money. That's just kind of what it is for Teddy Bridgewater. So before we get into who do I want more, Breeze or Teddy, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. And now we are going to get into our talk. Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Brees. Let's get into this. Brees or Teddy? And uh, my first, I'm going to take Drew Brees. I signed Drew Brees two years, 
55 million to your 60 million, I do it. And I'll tell you why. Instead of giving Teddy four years or three years, 66 million, uh, four years, 88 million, whatever. And you know, and that's what other teams are going to be um, charging a lot more. And the price may just go up and up. Now, maybe he doesn't have a big market, but I think he will. So to me, I mean, Breeze is the better QB. And everyone that said they want Teddy Bridgewater, they said Breeze is the better QB right now. Okay. And so why am I not taking the better QB right away? So, you know, people that want Teddy, they're conceding that, you know, Breeze is better. They will win Breeze next, more games with Breeze next year than they will with Teddy Bridgewater. So that's kind of a known fact. Whatever happens next year, and may, maybe the team doesn't win a lot with Drew Breeze, but everyone's saying, you know, even if the team doesn't end up being good, they'll win more games with Drew Breeze at the helm than Teddy Bridgewater. I happen to agree with that. Breeze is the better stats. Even when he was last year, you say he was declining. Even when he played a full season, it was better than Teddy Bridgewater. To me, they're very similar quarterbacks. You know, they do a lot of the similar things. Breeze is more accurate, and he's going to stay more accurate. That accuracy probably won't diminish in the short in the short field when, when he's throwing those 15-yard, 10 to 15-yard passes. Breeze, you know, he's he's going to be a guy that, obviously, future Hall of Famer. To me, he's a top 10 QB still. Maybe he's not top two, top five. After that playoff game, it's a tough, tough one. But to me, he's still better. And you're going to win more games with him. And I think that's interesting. When looking at Teddy Bridgewater and what his skills are, and I know he went 5-0. and And I don't want to, this is not like a knock Teddy session. This is just saying that he's not at Drew Brees' level. I don't think he ever will be, even at Drew Brees now. In that five-game stretch, I watched two of those games. And the ones I watched was the Seattle game. I just wanted to watch the team, the games against good teams. Because that, that's what the Saints were playing at the end of the season. Titans game, I was looking at Drew Brees and what he was doing in that game. And then in the playoff game. He makes easy throws. Now, I want to give him, you know, one thing that he's better at Drew Brees. He's mobile and he can move better. I'm not saying he's the best mobile. You can't run the read option with him. He's not like Taysom Hill mobile. But he can, with when it breaks down, he can move and he can get yards. Better than Drew Brees. And that, that that's a plus for him. His arm isn't great, and it's everyone's saying, oh, Drew Brees' arm stinks, and you can't win in the playoff with him because he can't throw the deep ball. Well, Teddy Bridgewater isn't this throwing the ball 50 yards down the field. I mean, he's just not. So he's going to throw the same type of passes that Brees is going to throw. And I think Brees is going to be more accurate with those. In those five games, I'm sorry, I know he went 5-0. The defense bailed him out. Did. I, w- I watched that Bears game. Now, they were up 36-10 with four minutes to go, and that's great. Bridgewater, they got a block punt in that. Special teams played very good, too. Block punt, which is, you know, you get two points in a safety. You have two forced fumbles where the Saints would got it inside the inside the 30. You got great kick returns by Deontay Harris. Not like Breeze didn't get that, but he did. And the defense stopped them over, especially in the Bears game. They stopped them over and over and over again when the game was close, when the game was 10-9 Chicago for a little bit in the game. 12-10 to 10 Saints. There were about three drives or two drives in that game where Teddy Bridgewater got the ball at like the 25, but he did not score. You know, he can't get these long drives or maybe he would get a field goal. And the defense at the end of the year was not that same defense. I watched those two games. You know, I just watched the Saints play the Vikings and I just watched the game against the Bears. That Saints defense was better than. Whatever you want to say about it, it's true. Seattle game, you start off with, look, that's a hard environment to play at. I'm not saying that Drew Brees would have been this, you know, great QB, but, you know, Teddy Bridgewater didn't play very good in that game. Same type of stuff. And I was like, okay, Bears, 
it was it's still an away game. And then the home games he played, if you want to look at Dallas, well, he didn't. He did the same things against a good defense. And t- whatever Dallas is, middle of the road to uh, above average. What does Drew Brees do against t- the Tennessee team? Just going to put that out there. What does he do against the 49ers? Goes off. And, you know, maybe Drew Brees, maybe at Drew Brees is worse. He's Teddy Bridgewater. Really, maybe he's a little worse. At Drew Brees is absolute worse. He's probably worse than Teddy Bridgewater, barely, because he got some turnovers. But if Brees is not throwing turnovers, he's the same if he's not even playing good Drew Brees ball. It's the same as Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a game manager. And if a team is playing great around him, yeah, he's going to win games. But in the playoffs, I'm not sure if he wins that Vikings game, especially if the, he would have been on the field just as long as the defense. And if they were not stopping the run in that first half, which they weren't, and they weren't, they only got one turnover, it's not like they were getting three, four turnovers. I don't think Bridgewater, look, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't throw the pick, for sure. And he doesn't, the fumble, maybe he does, but he probably doesn't. For the fact of the matter, fact of the argument, he doesn't. I don't know if he can drive down, I don't know if he can drive down to get to that point. That's just kind of what I'm looking at. And the Saints, and everyone's saying with Teddy Bridgewater, the Saints were a more pounded-out team, and this was great, and, you know, we had Murray run the ball better, and Kamara was better, and the defense, you know, was better. Everything's better because the game plan was better with Teddy. I see a lot of the same, a lot of short passing. They're running the ball, but not like, you know, they were running the ball great, and um, I don't know if they would have been able to done that against, you know, other defenses. Maybe, maybe, though maybe they were. Maybe, you know, Sean Payton's game plan, run the ball more, but everyone's like, oh, they're playing a game plan for the game to be close. I mean, yeah, they were playing definitely more field position. They were not going for it. They weren't, you know, on... If they were at midfield, they weren't going to be, you know... If it was like a third and third and 13, they weren't going to air the ball down the field. Yeah, they weren't. And that probably helped the defense because it got them in good opportune situations. But I don't think that changed going into the playoffs. That's just kind of what I'm looking at with Teddy Bridgewater there. I don't want to knock Teddy Bridgewater. And he's going to get a huge contract. So that leads me to my next point and the cap situation because... Everyone that's been calling for Teddy Bridgewater instead of Drew Brees, they've been talking about the cap. Well, Drew Brees is going to, you know, obscene amount of money, and Teddy Bridgewater won't be as much, and the cap situation, not this year, because it's already bad this year, because you have to pay Drew Brees, all that fun stuff, is, is really screwed for next year, is what they're saying. Whoever you put in quarterback, they're not going to, we're not winning a Super Bowl next year, is what people are saying. And might as well put Teddy in there, you know, see, see what he's got, get him one year better, and then... In 2021, when we have a ton of cap space, we'll build around them. And, you know, that sounds great. And, you know, we'll sign everyone long term. And, you know, th- that theory would sound great. But here's the thing. Teddy Bridgewater is going to make, you know, $22 million per year probably. And that may just go up and up. He's going to probably, look, you're probably going to, because you only have $17 million in cap this year. Especially if you're going to keep that $15 million of Drew Brees on dead cap. So let's say he's going to, so that means you're going to probably backload the contract, which makes sense. I mean, I would do that too. So let's say they do that. Let's say he's like 17 or 18 mil. You have Drew Brees for the 15 mil. That means you're paying the quarterback like 36. Probably the same you're going to pay Drew Brees, just for the record. (laughs) You know, whatever. That's that. So basically, I think if they have Drew Brees this year or Teddy Bridgewater, you're probably going to spend just as much on the quarterback for this year because you have Drew Brees' dead cap. But that's what they're saying. Fine. And now next year, you know, you're going to pay him more to kind of offset last year's so maybe pay him like 25 next year to like say let's say if you're going to pay him 18 let's say if the average was 22 let's say you pay him 18 the first year let's say then down the road you got to make up that 4 million so let's say they do that and then you're still going to pay breeze extra five but then that's that but then you'll have a lot of cap but here's the thing if the saints are going to go and sign bomb bell and you're going to re-sign all these guys you're going to re-sign Lattimore, you're going to re-sign kamara if you're going to re-sign all these guys um let's say you're going to re-sign let's say aj klein and 
you're going to have to pay them multiple years. It's not like these are one-year deals. Maybe you want to re-sign Eli Apple. Maybe. I don't know if every Saints fan's on that, but you know, it is what it is. And let's say you're going to sign a receiver. Let's say you do all this. You know, you're still going to have to pay them next year. And, that, and that's going to just go into that cap. So, to me, you're paying just as much. And to me, I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, you know, Teddy is not a rookie QB that's only getting paid $2 million. He's going to get paid $25 million or $22 million. That's still a lot. You're still paying a lot for your team, and it's not setting you up great for cap down the road either. It's just not. That, that, to me, that's just the fact of the matter is. And is $8 million, let's say for the next two years, you know, Breeze gets paid $30 million, Teddy Ose gets paid 22 Are you telling me that $8 million is going to get you for that 21 Let's say you have $8 million more next year, or, or let's say next few years. Let's say, let's even say 15 If you... The difference, because you're still going to probably have to pay Drew Brees that, you know, that, that $21 million, still probably, maybe you spread it out a little better. So let's just say the Saints would have like $15 million more in the next two years. Let's say 2021, you have 15 or sit, or um, fifteen or 10 to 15 more. Is that going to sign you, you know, the players that you need to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. And to me, it's an argument that, especially the cap argument, I just don't get. The Saints will have the cap the cap to be. You're coming in next year with 17 million in 2020, and then 2021 you got you know you're gonna have what 92 million in cap, which is a ton. But then let's just look who you're gonna have to resign. First of all, this year. So let's say you you're trying to get guys and you're trying to make your team better this year. Are you not? Or are you just gonna go all in with not Teddy Bridgewater? Because you know you can I guess because this year I mean if the Saints they're probably gonna have to restructure a guy. I mean I would restructure Arm said you save um, six million, but then that goes into next year's. But you have 92 million, but if you're paying Teddy Bridgewater 22 million, well that already goes to 70. Then let's say you're gonna um, you're gonna re-sign um, Von Bell six million, seven million. That's probably what it's gonna cost you. So that's another. So now you're down to 63. Then you're gonna have to, you know, do you want to re-sign Marshawn Lattimore? Well, he's probably gonna get 12 to 15 million. Add that. Now you're down to 50 million. And see how this goes quickly, you know? And it just it always and that's the way it is. You're gonna have to re-sign Ryan Ramchek again, more, you know, and that's down to what thirty. So now over, you know, twenty-two million compared to thirty million, it's not that big of a difference, especially in the long. It's probably one player. So if you're saying there's gonna be one player in 2021 that's gonna that's gonna win you with Teddy Bridgewater, I just don't see it, and that's kind of my thing. If Breeze is the better QB next year and the year after, then do it and get him. And I'm and keep Breeze, because they have a shot. You got the players in place right now, and then you don't pay Teddy Bridgewater 22 million. You pay a rookie, and Sean Payton, if he's this you know great coach that can make a good situation for anybody, we did it with Teddy Bridgewater. Bring in a rookie in the next two years, you know whoever it is, and then in 2022, 2023, then you have a cap space because then you don't have to pay 22 million. And then you can build a great team around that rookie. And hopefully you got the right rookie. And then you're back in contention. The perfect situation is bringing in your veteran and drafting one. It's not bringing in a veteran for another veteran that you have to pay a lot of money. And then you're just stuck. And you're, you're in the same cap hell that you're in now. I wouldn't call it cap hell. But you're in this little, you know, you don't have a lot of cap to maneuver around. You're going to have to restructure and do some Mickey Loomis magic. It's the same. And to me, that's just kind of the way it is. It seems like we're only going to get through the quarterbacks here today because we're already hit the 30-minute mark. But to me, it's the same. 
And maybe I'm rambling a little bit, but to me, the best option for next year is Drew Brees. He's the better QB than Teddy Bridgewater. We already know what Teddy... Maybe Teddy Bridgewater goes out and is like Drew Brees. Maybe he just has a late click. The odds of that are pretty low. It already happened to us once. I mean, the luck of the Saints is not very good, <laughs> especially over the <laughs> over our history. It's not like we always hit on QBs and that's happened. And to me, I think the better, you know, maybe you're like, okay, well, we know what we got in Teddy Bridgewater and we could probably win with him if we put a perfect team around him. If you're paying him $20 million, you're not going to be able to put a perfect team around him because $20 million is still a lot. $22 million. You could bring a You could bring in a rookie here. Maybe maybe you draft a quarterback this year at that 24th pick. Maybe you move up. You draft a player that you like. Maybe you go Herbert. Maybe you go um, Fromm. I know a lot of people don't like Fromm because he's from Georgia. But I like Fromm. I know he had a bad year this year. But he's definitely got all the intangibles. Now he had a bad year. And that's kind of what you have to look at. Why did he have a bad year? And, um, you know, maybe you can move on for that. A lot of people don't want him. I'm not saying don't want him. I didn't, I didn't watch any film on him. So I don't want to say one way or the other. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't want him. I want him. I know he had a bad year. That's all I know. And we'll see what he can do. But he'll probably fall. Jalen Hurts, maybe you want that running QB, see what he can do. I, I kind of, I'm a little enamored by Jalen Hurts. I think he's a player. Look, he didn't play good in that um, semifinal game. And I know a lot of LSU fans are going to be like, oh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> he played awful. But, I mean, that LSU team's great. And he doesn't have that much on his side. He was just out. He was out. That team was just outmatched. So, interesting to what, see what the Saints team can do. It kind of hurts them that you don't have a second round pick this year because... I mean, you're gonna you need to fill other spots, especially if you have Drew Brees and you want to win a Super Bowl again. And you don't have a lot of cap space, so you're gonna have to do it in the draft and or the free agency. So if your first round pick is on a quarterback, it's a little more difficult to then get your team better. But I mean, that's kind of a give and take you have to take. And I, I would personally, I would wait until 2021. And I'm gonna tell you why. First of all, I know this quarterback you know class is good, but I feel like if you get your quarterback, you can get it anywhere. And obviously. Look, if the Saints, let's say, the Saints just, let's say, Drew Brees gets hurt again something, and we don't have Teddy Bridgewater, and we just go 5-11. and 11. Or, you know, we go 6-10. and 10. Or maybe the team is just, maybe Drew Brees is just, he falls off a cliff like Peyton Manning, and then we go, you know, 6-10, and 7-9. and 10. That's, like, the worst scenario for the Saints. It's probably the worst. You don't have your QB, and, you know, they kind of wasted Drew Brees, and, they, you know, that, that that's his what it is. Drew Brees retires. And then you just draft a QB in 2021. Maybe it takes, it takes him a year. So your team, but your team isn't, you know, bad. It's still good. So you'll probably go seven and nine again or what it is. You get more talent around him. And then hopefully in two years, you're ready again. And hopefully you have a really good QB and your QB's there second year. And, or, you know, you get stuck in this Denver Broncos where you have a great team, but you have nothing around them. You know, you get stuck with no QB after your great QB. It happens to a ton of franchises. Now, there are some franchises that played it correctly. The Packers, the Colts. Now, the Colts are kind of in another situation, but they played it good. Those types of teams, they played it really good. But the Saints are kind of at this impasse where, yes, you can pick up Teddy Bridgewater, but everyone's saying, oh, Teddy Bridgewater's the guy. I just don't see it for the amount of money. You know, if he was getting paid $8 million, I'd say, fine, yeah, that's a great deal. He's not going to get paid $8 million, that's the thing. And I think that's kind of what it is. His skills are very similar to Drew Brees. Everyone's saying the problems with Drew Brees... You're going to tell me next year, let's say we get Teddy, and you're going to tell me next year, well, Brees can't throw the ball down the field. He can't. Or Teddy. Teddy can't throw the ball down the field, and that's why we're losing games. Oh, you said Drew Brees can't throw the ball ball down the field, and we're bringing in Taysom to throw the deep ball. And it's the same stuff. It's the same thing. I mean, look, Teddy, you know, he's a player that he's, you know, accurate, just like Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is more accurate even still. You know, he doesn't throw the deep ball down the field great. He can make plays with his feet. Drew Brees can't. 
I mean, I, to me, I think the offensive line plays better with Drew Brees. I think they're kind of like, on, they had a lot of penalties with Teddy Bridgewater. Now, maybe that's just because it was, you know, early in the season and they had troubles with penalties. So, you know, so maybe you want to blame it on them, but maybe it's just, you, you know, you have a quarterback in there that, you know, Drew Brees really knows what you're doing. They really trust him. Maybe they didn't trust Teddy as much. I think they did, though. Oh, uh, you know, but they had more penalties with them. That's going to hurt. Um, I think that they're deep. I think the Saints went 5-0 and because of the defense and special teams is playing at top notch. And to me, I was just looking at the schedule, and with Teddy, you know, if they had Teddy this whole season, I don't know what they're, like, I'm not, we don't know what Teddy would have done, but to me, you know, you're looking at a team right now that's just probably 10-6. and six. To me, if you had Teddy the whole year, you're losing to the Texans first week. You won 30-28, to 28, you lose that game. You probably still lose the Rams game. Then you, you probably win, you obviously win all five games. You beat the Cardinals. You probably still lose to the Falcons. You know, you beat the Bucks, then you win 34-31 against the Panthers. You probably lose that game. So now you're down to um, what, 11 and five? Because um, you have two more losses. You still you you beat the, the Falcons. You, you still lose to the 49ers, probably in a big blowout. Um, the Colts, you still win that game. Titans, you probably don't win on the road. Maybe they would play a little different in one, but I'm gonna say they didn't. And then you still win the Panthers at the end of the season. Then then you're 10 and six. You still win your division, probably. You definitely still win your division. So you're probably still stuck in that three. You're still stuck in the three seed. So, uh, and they probably still played the Vikings. And maybe it would have been, oh, I don't know how big of a difference is, but that, that, that's what that's what team you're looking at. This great team with Teddy Bridgewater, probably 10-6. and six. With Drew Brees, you're 13-3. And maybe this year it didn't make a difference, but it probably will next year. First of all, I don't think three teams will be 13-3 and three next year. I don't know. That, that's just kind of what I'm thinking. I think Teddy Bridgewater is an okay QB. He's a game manager that sometimes can elevate to not being a game manager. And Drew Brees, I think, is just not a game manager. Now, he at his worst, he is a below, just he throws a few picks, but he's basically a game manager at his worst. And maybe you have to tell him you can't take any shot plays down the field. That's it. The next two years. But to me, Drew Brees is a top 10 QB. Teddy Bridgewater is not. And, uh, I don't want to pay Teddy Bridgewater top 10 money. That's what it is. Because Breeze, you know, if he got $25 million, that would be like 10 And I think that's pretty fair. So you give him a little more. Say like 8 He's like paid 8 to 7 best uh, top million. And then, like, that's that's kind of what it is. But to me, we'll see what happens. But that's my view on it. I take Drew Breeze over Teddy. Better talent right now. He's going to lead this team better. And you're saying, well, Drew Breeze can't get it done in the playoffs. I, I think that has a lot to do with, obviously, Drew Breeze had one bad game. But he did get it done in the playoffs. You know, these last few years, this is the first time where he didn't get it done in the playoffs, probably since 2013 against a really tough Seahawks game. You know, that was a tough game. And you, know, that, you can put that on him, put him on the whole offense. But that was really the first time, you know, 2017, that he got it done. 2018, he got it done. This year, he didn't. I give him one more shot to say it's not that that last year was a fluke. I'd give him a shot to try to prove that it was a fluke and how you really have one more shot. Now, yes, you're saying the Saints won't have the cap space now to re-sign Von Bell. They will, even if with Drew Brees. Because right now, you have $17 million. Janoris Jenkins, he's not going to stay on this roster for $11 million. So that's off right now. Let's just say maybe you'll re-sign him down the road. I would for like $7 million. So let's say you add $4 million back here at twenty-one. To me, I cut Kiko Alonso. That's an $8 million spending. Now you're at like $29 million. You know, you you resign all your players like you know Taysom Hill. You have a few other players, low players to to sign. Your you know your um, exclusive rights free agents, and you'll say you have like twenty five million to spend. You know, you give seven million to Von Bell, six million to Von Bell, 
maybe this year his cap hits a little lower. So let's say you're around 20 million. And then you have 20 million to basically um, get your cornerback, which I'm going to say is Janoris Jenkins. So let's say you want, you want to get a cornerback. Do you want to get a receiver? And um, you know, maybe some other veterans. And that, that could be done with 20 million. Probably you're going to be able to get two to three uh, free agents to fill spots this season, like big free agents. Not big free agents, but starting free agents. You're probably two, just like last year. To me, it's a very similar situation to last year, and they had less cap coming into the year last year. You'll be able to probably get a receiver, like they were able to get Jared Cook. They'll probably be able to get a receiver. And then they got Malcolm Brown last year. To me, they'll be able to get someone else. You could either be a linebacker. Maybe it's re-signing A.J. Klein. Maybe it's um, you know getting in the secondary. Maybe you want to get another cornerback with Janoris Jenkins. Probably what they'll do. Uh, but that's kind of what the Saints are looking at. That's with Drew Brees. With Teddy Bridgewater, it's very similar. Maybe one more player. Maybe. But then you also have to pay Drew Brees the $15 million. So, you know, if Brees' cap hit this year is only, you know, $30 million, to me that's kind of fair. Then you kind of just, you know, put a few things down the line here. Because I think that's fair. Because, you know, you, you, you get to like $30 million or you get to, I think it would be like $36 million if you cut. Because um, really it's like $20 million that they're paying, you know, Kiko and Janor. So if you cut both of them, you're down to like 36 What, 36 37 and then you know if you're paying breeze let's say his cap it right now is 15 let's say you get him to 27 that's 12 off and that's 28 and then you go through the same thing so maybe it's like 15 but that's still enough to sign two players you know two seven million dollar players and that's kind of it i say with the draft you go with your left guard and then you kind of get a team and then you have a good, good team again solid team and you're gonna have some players to step up you're probably gonna need marcus davenport to not get hurt and have a good season you need Sheldon rankins to step up and not have a good season you probably have a little less depth Unless they can sign, unless they can get some players like they did last year, they probably weren't gonna have a lot of depth last year. But then Shai Tuttle steps in, Chauncey Garner Johnson steps in, and then depth comes. Very interesting there. So I think that's gonna wrap up the episode here. We only got to talk about the quarterbacks. I think it's really, really interesting here. Um, we're at 40 minutes. Very long episode. We also had a question. Um, I think I may move back that question to next week, and we're gonna see uh, where we're at here. Um, I I think we should get to it. Let's just get to it before the pot. Uh, podcast ends up uh, this question was on twitter from saints fan nine and he asked the wide receiver situation to look at uh, a free agent target or in the draft um to me i would look in the free agency i would like to pick up a kind of a, a bigger target that gets open a little more down the like kind of that can run a good route and get open like the 15 yard range they didn't have that besides michael thomas i would try to look at bashar perryman um he probably won't cost as much obviously you want to look at aj green i just have a really big fear that some team is going to say oh aj green Pay him a lot of money, three years, thirty million or something like that, which the Saints just can't do. So, but Bashar Perryman probably won't get as much money, the four million a year, something like that. I would say only had a good second half, but that's just kind of what it is. There, we're gonna get into the wide receivers next week. So, sorry we only got to talk about the quarterbacks today. It was a great, it was a great discussion in my opinion. Those are my kind of points. The cap situation to me is really big. I don't know why people bring up the Saints will have all this cap because they won't with Teddy. They just won't next year, and they won't in twenty twenty one either. That's, to me, what you're looking at, because you're going to have to re-sign everybody anyway. So maybe the Saints will be able to re-sign one more guy. So, you know, is that the difference if you have a shot to make it at the Super Bowl one year? I think I think that's enough. But that's just kind of what it is there. And uh, I think Breeze is the guy. I think Breeze is the better QB. I think everyone's even saying it. Breeze is better for next year. And then I think the Saints are going to have to look at a future guy in the draft. Maybe it's this year, and you're going to give up a left guard, and you put Nick East in there. It wouldn't be awful. Um, maybe make a trade. But we'll see. And to me, a uh, great episode here, guys, today. And that's, I think, going to wrap it up. So if you like what we're doing here on the Houdat Discussion podcast, you can follow us on Twitter, at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram, at Houdat Discussion. And then also, 
Um, you can listen to us on anywhere you listen to your podcast. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all that fun stuff there. So offseason's begun. That's kind of my overview on the quarterback situation. So I think with all that said, I want to say thank you and who that.